This is PhotoBizX episode number 508 and today the topic is profitable holiday portrait photography sessions. We hear so much about destination wedding photography, well why not destination portrait photography? Our special guest is doing exactly this and she shares how you can do the same in your business, combine travel and holidays with profitable portrait photography sessions. I'm talking about Helen Schreiber from the UK and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the PhotoBiz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the PhotoBizX podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you grow a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And today, it is a fun interview, and you will hear my enthusiasm and excitement because I love holidays like no one else. And I love the fact that Helen has found a way to combine holidays and travel with profitable portrait photography, profitable family portrait photography. And I know you're going to love what she has to share. If you have the kind of love for holiday and travel that I do, that Helen does, and I'm sure like so many other photographers do. So stick around. That's coming up in just a minute. If you didn't catch last week's episode with Sarah Petty, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. The feedback and comments have been fantastic. Comments like this one from Todd Muscoff, worth every penny, baby. I've been following Sarah for over a decade. Tanya Jane says, Sarah is great. Have been listening to her for years. Anita Watkins says, her book, Worth Every Penny, was one of the first things I read when I became a photographer. And I love this one from Eric Cathal, who says, what a great interview. Followed Sarah on and off again. Was kind of on the fence, but I'm definitely drinking at the well now. Thanks, Andrew, for this one. So yeah, get back and have a listen to Sarah. One of the great things about her photography business and what she teaches is she's actually doing what she shares in that podcast interview in her own business as well as helping other photographers do the same. So tons of takeaways in that one last week. Okay, we are going to jump into this interview with Helen in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Helen. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news is you can access the full interview for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. And there are more details about that at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest, Helen Shriver, was featured in episode 466 of the podcast, where she shared the fact that her average sales had more than trebled and business continued to grow. That, plus the fact she's based in the UK, which we're constantly hearing is one of the toughest markets, led me to reaching out for that initial interview. Get back and have a listen to that one if you want to learn about Helen's incredible lead magnet, selling wall art, and generally making terrific sales in the UK and anywhere in the world for that matter. So what prompted today's interview request? Well, I saw an email that Helen sent out to her email list advertising mini sessions in Paris. So I was instantly interested in that and I followed up and asked how it was all going and she replied, I did a lead ad for free mini sessions in Paris and made just over £3,000 in sales from 21 mini shoots 
They were 20 minutes each over three mornings in Paris in October. And I'll be doing that again in the spring, she said. She also booked a vacation shoot with a London family in Puglia, which I had to look up, is in Italy, down in the little boot area. It looks incredible. And she got that one after emailing her list. She didn't run any ads or posts on social media for that session. And they spent over £1,700 after their shoot. She had other families interested for other locations, but the dates didn't work out. And she says she'll definitely do that again next summer and organize it all a little bit better. Oh, and she says, while planning my trip to Puglia, I also booked a job photographing some behind the scenes and social media content for the Agri Turismo I stayed at, which brought in an extra £1,000, which was an unexpected bonus. So once again, that was enough for me. And I am wrapped to say that Helen is back with us now. Helen, welcome back. Thank you very much. Great to be back. <laughs> so when you hear all that, are you like, wow, is this really me? Or is this like, oh, this is just normal now. I just head overseas and photograph in Paris and Italy. Yeah, a little bit with that stuff. I'm like, wow, I'm pretty jammy. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. So tell me about the whole idea behind these mini sessions. Was it to or were they to fund holidays away or was it to bring in extra income? Like, What was the idea based around? So I, I actually went with a photographer friend of mine. So she does weddings and couples. Um, so she kind of did a similar thing for mini couple shoots. So we love to travel together. We love Paris. We love a weekend away. <laughs> so I think it was probably um actually it was probably the weekend away that came first and then we said oh it would be great to do a couple of shoots in Paris and then it sort of came from that really so I was already doing lead ads on Facebook um so I figured why not just kind of run one for Paris and and see what I get and I didn't want to spend a ton of time shooting um, so I decided to try it with the mini shoots as opposed to full family shoots. Nice. So when you say model call ads or lead ads, are you saying they were wanted style ads in the style of a lead ad on Facebook? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm running those all the time for shoots in the UK and I essentially just kind of created one for Paris instead and said it was for mini shoots. Nice. So are you looking to book British families in Paris or are you looking to book Parisian families in Paris? So I was expecting or looking to book British or I guess English speaking, so American or Aussie families living in Paris, living and working in Paris. Um, but I actually ended up with a bit of a mix. I'd say it was half from England or the US or Australia, but living there and half French and living there. I didn't get anyone who was on holiday or anything like that um, because I think I had targeted the ad to people who were living there rather than there at the time. And the ad was in English, though, so obviously, like, everybody who responded spoke English. <laughs> I don't speak French, so <laughs> that was helpful. Right. So even if they were living in France, if they were Parisian and they spoke English, they could have seen the ad and responded to the ad. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't target it to people of a certain nationality i'm not sure if you can do that anyway can you but no it was just people living in paris and then i just put the ad in english right okay so you, you have the option to choose if someone uh, is english speaking but i mean that sort of it does it by itself if your ad is in english isn't it yeah i might have done that but 
certainly not specific like as a first language or anything like that right so when you're what's your girlfriend's name who you went with aisha Aisha, so when you and Aisha are sitting down and, and you know planning your own sessions or what you're going to do there, so you plan the weekend away, <laughs> do you both sit down and say, listen, let's just have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for shooting and the rest of the week or the days are for us? So uh, she didn't want to book nearly as many shoots as me. So she just wanted to do a few kind of more for fun. So it mostly ended up me doing the shooting. Um, she had lions back at the hotel um but I just dedicated like the mornings to shoots so I think I arrived on the Thursday night I did uh two, just two mini shoots on the Friday morning and then I did I think nine or ten on the Saturday and the Sunday but just in the morning starting at like 8 a.m yeah right. so <laughs> nine or ten each day or nine or ten between both days yeah, nine or ten each day. So they were just 20 minutes each, just one after the other. I didn't have any kind of buffer time between them or anything. I just hammered them out. Okay, and so I'm guessing, but tell me if I'm wrong here, you did a location scouting exercise beforehand. You you picked the spot. So was that all part of your ad or when did you work out where you were going to shoot? Because I, I imagine you didn't move with that many back-to-back sessions. No, so... Basically, the weather was horrendous, uh, like really bad. So I'd done quite a lot of research. I mean, I've been to Paris several times before, but never to. Oh, no, I had done one shoot in Paris actually in the summer, but not at this same location. I knew I wanted a kind of Eiffel Tower view. So I did a lot of research online. And there's a bridge where you're basically kind of undercover and the Eiffel Tower is in the background. Um, so I knew like last minute when we're looking at the weather and realizing it's just absolutely chucking it down, um, we decided that had to be the spot really. And there were quite a lot of uh, other photographers shooting there at the same time, which was fun. Right. And it's also got like a bike lane going through it and pedestrians. And then the two sides are a kind of road, there's cars. But it was an amazing location to shoot at. It worked really well, even even in the rain. So, yeah, lucky to have found that place, really. Wow. And so did you find that on that particular trip or did you use Google? Or how did you find that location? I literally just used Google. Right. So I knew a few of the spots that are good for photos with the Eiffel Tower in the background because I had done this one shoot in the summer, but we had perfect weather for that. So I couldn't actually use any of the spots that I'd used before. So I was specifically looking for somewhere with cover. And this bridge was just absolutely ideal. <laughs> so I was so lucky that I'd found that online. Yeah. That's so good. So when did you actually let the families know the location that you needed them to be at? There was about two days before. So I'd said the Friday shoots were at the Louvre, you know, with like the the big museum and it's got like the pyramids and stuff outside. It's like a really cool spot. And that day was dry, so we stuck to there. And then I must have emailed everybody, I think on the Wednesday or Thursday. So only a couple of days before to say, here's our location for the Eiffel Tower ones. But I'd already said it's for an Eiffel Tower shoot. Right, I was going to ask that. So you actually advertised the fact it was an Eiffel Tower shoot. And so what about the ones at the Louvre? Did you say they were going to be at the Louvre? I did, yes. Okay, Yeah. great. I was just lucky it didn't rain that day. (laughs) (laughs) So I imagine, I mean, you're an experienced photographer. 
and you know you've been shooting for a long time you've encountered lots of ups and downs in shooting you know how to cope with you know issues with weather and gear and all that kind of thing did you ever feel like oh my god i've got to reschedule this isn't going to work i'm not going to do any of this or do you just do you just run with it now um just run with it i mean i think normally in this country for a shoot outdoors i'd obviously just reschedule but with that, I just had, I had so many people booked in. I had no wiggle room for kind of, um, I mean, like there was no let up in the weather. It's not like I could have just switched them all to the afternoon or anything. So I just really had no choice. <laughs> so they were, I suppose, yeah, out of these 20 minute shoots. So I did like 20 or 21 altogether. I think there were three shoots where I was like thinking this is just an absolute nightmare because the rain was coming in sideways. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they've not paid anything. It's a free shoot. Like everybody turned up. Um, I didn't feel like kind of responsible for the weather or that, you know, I didn't feel bad for them having to do it. Like, so yeah, it was fine. And actually with editing, <laughs> the photos all, all turned out great so that's so good yeah no it was fine yeah managed. do you think <laughs> if you were back in your first or second year of shooting you would have gone ahead or is this something that you you know you can cope with now with your experience i'm not sure um it was the first day that we'd done the shoots under the bridge the eiffel tower ones it was that day that was really awful and i think had i known it was going to be that bad i probably would have rescheduled years ago with less experience but I think the forecast was actually kind of oh just showers on and off and it was worse than that wow so I don't know kind of hard to say really I mean everybody basically stayed dry (laughs) so (laughs) so you're shooting under a bridge I imagine it's quite dark the lighting must be quite low are you using off-camera flash or are you just exposing for the families and then bringing the, the Eiffel Tower back later in post um Yes, I did. I suppose we were actually helped by the fact it was a grey and miserable day because it wasn't that much darker under the bridge than it was outside. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think I brought highlights down for, like, I did, like, the maybe the subject mask in editing and just brought, the like, the families up a little bit. But I honestly just didn't really have to do too much. On the Sunday, I think we had beautiful light, actually, in the end, the sun came out towards the end. So I think my last three shoots are my absolute favourites. And the sun was just kind of peeking in below the bridge, like just coming through. So that was just ideal, made up for the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you know, you say that this is, it sounds like a super popular spot. There's lots of photographers around. Do you get approached by the authorities at all to say, hey, you know, you've got to move on or you're blocking the pathway or you know, anything like that? No, no, we didn't. No. I mean, when I say a lot of photographers, I suppose the rainy day was worse. There were maybe like 10 different shoots going on onto that bridge. Well, that's a lot. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty long. I sure actually, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. Um, she actually ended up photographing the wrong couple. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? A, a, yeah. So they just turned up, saw her with the camera, and assumed that she was the photographer they were meeting, and she oh. just assumed they were her next next couple. Oh my god! So, yeah. <laughs> so has she booked their wedding now? <laughs> but they had they had the shoot, and I think they 
they bought stuff. Like, oh, that's so it was good. all good in the end. That's yeah. so good. Um, the, the other thing <laughs> that I, I'm a little bit surprised about, and, and you know, I, I've been to France quite a few times. I don't know a lot of French people, uh, French locals. I'm surprised that they want to have the Eiffel Tower in the background of their photos too. So are they, are they as enraptured with the Eiffel Tower as we are? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think I was a bit surprised at that too. I suppose, I suppose maybe like they're not necessarily from Paris, but have moved there. Like some are kind of young, like young families. So maybe aren't from Paris originally. So I still think the Eiffel Tower is pretty cool. I don't know. I like it. I like um, it. Or maybe it was just the the prospect of a free shoot. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I would, I, I guess I would have a family photo session with the Harbour Bridge or the Opera House in the background. So yeah, I, I guess I can see see that too. Tell me about the the ad. So you send, you, you create the ad, the, the model call ad for mini sessions. Uh, you say it's a free session, and that's a lead ad that's going to people who live in or around Paris. Yeah. And did you get, I mean, obviously you got a, a big response, but did you book them most people that responded or did you get a thousand responses and had to narrow it down to 20 or 30? Um, so I got, I actually looked at this earlier. I got, uh, so the leads were really cheap. I'm not sure why and I, I hope I can replicate it again, but they were 61 cents each. Wow. And I got 288 leads. So I spent whatever that works out as, 200 pounds, yeah. And so out of that, so that 288, I think I emailed maybe first 20 or so, asked them to book a call and then everybody wanted to book a call. And I was like, actually for mini shoots, um, I don't really want to have to speak to everybody. <laughs> um, and I could see that the the leads were coming in pretty easy. So yeah, I just wasn't up for like calling them all individually to book this 20 minute shoot so I sent out the same email to everybody um, and in that email I gave them the pricing for extras so the offer was the free 20 minute shoot um, with a free print one free print and then I gave them pricing for for digital files in the email and I said there's no obligation to buy anything but you will want them all (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, then I just got like a pretty good response. I suppose I had maybe 40 interested, but then with the way I was kind of scheduling Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the Saturday and Sunday just filled up first. Um, I didn't want to do any more than 10 in a row. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was exhausting as it was. Um, it was less than three hours I was shooting for at a time, but it just it's just a lot, isn't it? Like greeting that many different families and back to back, like that's the tiring bit. So, yeah, and then there just wasn't as much interest for the Friday because people have work and right. kids are at school. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, that is a lot of shoots back to back. So had you had experience doing 20-minute sessions back to back or do you just thought, you know what, I'm just going to knock this over and enjoy the rest of my holiday? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, my usual mini sessions that I do um, in London and Kent, where I live. So I do those every kind of autumn, winter, sort of in the run up to Christmas, really. And those are usually 20 minutes, but I have a five minute gap between. So, yeah, with these ones, I guess I thought, well, that five minute gap between is just a bit of a waste because really it's there for the client in case they're running a bit late or what have you. Or if they have to wait a few minutes for me to finish up the one before, then that's kind of okay because it's free. Yes. So, yeah, I just wanted to cram as many as I could in. 
the shortest time possible, really. So did you have them book the session, time themselves through Acuity or Calendly? No, I just offered them a time. So I think I sent out the email with everybody got the same email with just all the times that were available initially. Um, and as they were kind of snapped up, then people would come back and say, oh, we'll have the 8am. And I just went back and said, that's gone. You can have this one. And just try to keep a bit of an eye on not offering too many people the same thing. But in the end, it was just first come, first serve. Nice. And did you have to send up, you know, subsequent emails saying, you know, if you're late, you miss out, that kind of thing? Like, were you quite strict with what had to happen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I did say that on these, actually. I do for my other ones, for my paid ones in this country. Um, I think I probably did, yeah. And I said... I took a deposit from everybody. That was the other thing I did. Um, So I took like a £25, just kind of a refundable booking fee. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I didn't make like stress the kind of time pressure too much. One person was, I mean, literally like 15 minutes late. Uh, So she had five minutes. It was on the day it was like really pouring down. And I think she'd had trouble getting a taxi. Um, but we just shot for five minutes and I can't remember off the top of my head if she bought anything or not. Pro- I'm going to say probably not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine. She had a set of photos to choose from, so it's all good. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. The ads that go to Paris, to France, the client, they know they're doing business with someone in the UK, don't they? Because they can see it's your website, it's Helen Shriver. Yeah. Does anyone question you about that? Or is that just, that's just a normal thing in Europe? I'm not sure. I think I expected more questioning about that, actually, because all my prices were just in pounds in sterling. Um, I had... I think one person asked at the end when it came to purchasing like some other images, oh, what's that in euros? So I just figured out the exchange rate for her. But yeah, like nobody kind of questioned that and everybody paid their, and there was one person who couldn't get the online payment to work for their deposit, but everybody else managed to pay the 25 quid deposit with their French credit card. So it, that all kind of worked fine, yeah. Okay, so no one actually paid you in euro. Everyone paid you in British pounds. Yeah, so I I just got the the payment. Yeah, I just got twenty five pound payment. Like nothing was taken, nothing additional. Like no additional fees were taken off for it being like a European card or anything. So great, great. It was all good. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, and so you drive to Paris, don't you? You don't fly there, so you don't have to go through airports uh, with you know with a whole lot of camera gear. Is that right? I went on the Eurostar, so on the train under the sea. Um, So I go to London to get that, and then it's like two hours and you're in Paris. So really easy. Right. So do you have to go through a border control? You do, yeah, and you go through like security, but it's not as like strict as at the airport. There's not much much searching and, and that kind of stuff. It's all like pretty, pretty easy. Is there any concern then that someone's going to question you about, hey, what are you doing here with all this camera gear? Like, would you tell the truth? Um, no, I wouldn't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you would have either. No. And also I think, I don't know, they're free shoots. So I'm kind of not too worried about at that stage. It's, it's free. I only take like two Sony bodies and like three lenses. So it's just like in a little rucksack. 
So it doesn't, you know, it's there's not a lot of gear anyway. And I don't think, to be fair, like if you look at most of the tourists in Paris, they've got bigger cameras than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about that really. Oh, good. So, and then with the twenty-five pound holding fee or booking fee, refundable booking fee, did you have to give any of those back, or did everyone either show up or use that money towards extra digital files? So, yes, I had. Hang on. Let me find them. I had four no sales. So they got their £25 back and I had to send them a print, <laughs> which was annoying. <laughs> to Paris. What I did, what I did with the print thing, I didn't want them to have a digital file for free. So I made it a print. And then I think out of those no sales. Um, I offered them all that they could have a digital file instead of a print, but just like at the last minute, once I knew they weren't going to buy anything else. Um, and at that stage, two of them said, oh, yes, please, we'd love the digital file instead. So I just sent it on email to them and the other two wanted to have the print. Um, actually, no, do you know what? It was only one because the other prints that I sent were for people who had bought digital files, but they still got their free print as well. Yeah. Got it, got it. So it's actually only one who where I sort of lost money on having to post them this print. And the other three took, did, took just a digital file of their favourite image. Okay. And any feeling or tactical response to you know why that happened with the three or four? Like, was there anything you could have done? Did you think they were just hunting for the freebie? They weren't, uh, they weren't happy with the weather? Like, what's your gut feel on those no sales? My gut feel is just wanted the freebie. And as I say, I think one of them was the one where literally her shoot was like five minutes. So it wasn't a great variety of shots there with that one. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I think for me, that was like a good result. So obviously going into it, I'm like, well, I've never done this in a different country before. How's it going to go? Like I could have done 21 shoots and, and sold nothing. So for me, for no sales, because it's quite a high kind of price for one or five or, or 15 images, which is how I kind of structure it. So having four that didn't buy anything was a good result for me. Yeah, I love it. I think it's amazing. It's so cool. So you, you wouldn't really do anything different in that regard? No, like I kind of hope that it all goes in exactly the same way really, <laughs> <laughs> when I do it again. Yeah, no, I was really happy. Except you get better weather. Yes, exactly, yeah. So I sort of got a hint there, but it sounds like you priced things. So, you know, one digital file was very expensive. It got better if you got five and then even better if you got all 15. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. So what I did with these ones was I did one file at 125, five for 245, uh, 15 for 295, and that's the only pricing I give them up front. And then when it comes to the viewing, photo viewing and ordering, then I basically say you've got like, I mean, they all had a minimum of 15. Some didn't have any more than that, like the lady who only came for five minutes. Um, but any who did have more than that, I gave them kind of a special price to take them all. So most of them were between 20 and 30 images. And I was saying your special price is between, I think for 20 images, I was saying 325 for them all. And for 30, it was like 375 or something. 
So I varied it depending on how many they had. Yeah. And the, the kind of point of that was like, look, just this little bit extra, you don't have to go through the pain of like going through and choosing. Yes. You might as well just take them all. Right. So good, Helen. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Are you using pick time or pixie set? So I use pixie set, but for this, so with my mini shoots in the UK, I usually just upload them. I give them 48 hours. And probably half the people come back and say, oh, we haven't, to, we, you know, we need more time. But I was just trying to get it down from like a week or so, right? Um, but for these, I did it a bit different. So they booked a viewing appointment on my scheduler, which is on just through Dubsado. Uh, they booked a viewing appointment slot of 15 minutes. And then I sent them the gallery about three hours before their appointment. So they could jump on, have a look at their gallery, have a flick through, hopefully just decide, oh, we might as well have them all. (laughs) And then on their actual appointment, which was on Zoom, they just basically gave me their order. Or if they were unsure or wanted to ask any questions, like, oh, can we have this one, but in black and white or whatever, they could ask me there and then. And then I was sending them a payment link via WhatsApp, like on the call. So it was a kind of, Mixed between online and in person or Zoom. Yeah, so I like this approach, but I'm curious as to you know why go to all the trouble of having the, the scheduled Zoom call when you could just say, "Hey, here's Pixie Set, here's your gallery. Um, you've got 48 hours to order. Like, why not just automate it all?" Because I just wanted people to hurry up, I suppose, and I didn't want people to. Because there's like AI software now that takes watermarks off like really well. It's all quite scary. <laughs> I saw it advertised to me on Facebook the other day. Yeah. And some people, it's on a Facebook group. I think I saw it and some people had tried it out and it had just like removed the watermarks from their photos. It's crazy. I think now you have, like to, to get around it, you have to have like the grid watermark on it, um, which I don't have on Pixie Set. Um, so yeah, it was kind of not wanting them to have them to look at for too long at all, but also not wanting to have to spend any more than 15 minutes on a call with them, like kind of helping them decide and and flicking through them all for them. And did that all work well? Like, would you do that again in the future? Yeah. So no, there was one person who was ill and just didn't get back to me until two weeks later, but everybody else booked in their appointment and decided on the call what they were having. Nobody asked to have them online for any longer or any of that stuff, which I usually get. So, yeah, it was, it was good, yeah. Wow. So what a successful promo. I love it. And then no one had any dramas, like you said earlier, in paying you in British pounds. You obviously pay tax on that money that comes in from those sessions, so there's nothing, no dramas there. I mean, everything's above board. I love it. I love it. So this is repeatable. You could do this anywhere you want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of a list. <laughs> <laughs> look, I had, a, I had a sneaky look at your uh, at your website, I think it was, or maybe it was Facebook. You were saying that you've got a, it looks like a list of different destinations you're planning to go to already. Yeah, yeah. So um, planning Lisbon and Barcelona and Paris again. So I'd like to do all of those this year. Yeah. I love it. And, and so you'll just do the same thing. You'll run an ad. So how, how long before you go do you want to run your ad to get things sorted out? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. 
Helen, amazing. So in 12 months time, if we were to chat again, what would you like to be telling me about your business? Like where would you, like where do you see things in 12 months? Just more of the same or? I think in terms of the stuff abroad, I'd like to be telling you, yeah, all the cool places I've been. Um, and I'd love to do more of like the kind of vacation shoot like I did in Puglia, like a full family shoot. Uh, people are like really keen on the idea of doing that and are paying for the entire thing um, and and spending lots. <laughs> and then I think generally probably more of the same, but I mean, as always, just some more organic bookings would be nice that aren't coming through the lead ads and the and model calls and stuff that I'm doing. But that, I mean, they're all working great. So I can't really complain. Helen, where is the best place for the listener to see more of you and your work? Uh, so Instagram's probably the best place. I haven't updated my website in a while, which is terrible. It was one of my jobs for January, but <laughs> that's gone now. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll be a February job. Um, so Instagram. So it's uh, Scriver Photo on Instagram. Oh, is it? I've been saying Shriver. Is it Scriver? I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> Either is fine. Officially, it's Scriver, but everyone says Shriver, which is totally cool. It's all good. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to link to those. I still think your website and your and your blo- your blog looks up to date to me. You, you must be working on the blog. No. <laughs> is, that still, is, that, is that old work? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've blogged in about six months, which is terrible, but I must. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking at your uh, Instagram feed, and uh, so is it the dark skinned guy? Is that the Puglia family? Yes, that's the Puglia villa. Yeah. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Wow. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder you want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, this is amazing. I'm going to add links to this and your earlier interview as well. Massive thanks for coming back on, sharing everything you have. You're incredible. And I know there's going to be so, so many photographers out there thinking, I want your life. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Helen as much as I did. It was pretty obvious how much I did enjoy everything that Helen had to share because, like I said earlier, I love travel, I love holidays, and I love the idea that we can have the chance to combine our love of travel with photography just the way Helen has. And again, Helen, if you are listening, thank you so much for coming back and sharing so much. It really was a pleasure to talk to you again and have you on the show. For you, the listener, I do hope there were a ton of takeaways. I personally would love to hear if you have any intention of implementing part or all of what Helen had to share. Let me know in the comments area of the show notes. This week, you'll find them at photobizx.com forward slash 508. You'll find the comments area at the bottom of the page. In addition to that, you'll find links to anything and everything that Helen mentioned. You'll also find examples of her fantastic work, the families that we talked about. It's all there in that one spot in the show notes, photobizx.com forward slash 508. And of course, If you are a premium member, you'll find Helen inside the members Facebook group. So if you have a follow-up question for her, or if you just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing everything you did, you can hit her up there inside the members Facebook group. It's shout-out time. 
I have two big shout outs for today's episode. And the first one goes to Robin Stewart, who recently attended the Build a Photography website that works training that was delivered by Jeff Brown. And he says, realizing that my website needed a spring clean, I attended the recent training with Jeff Brown. I found the course and the follow up notes to be super beneficial. Not only is my knowledge of what Google is now after updated, I also have lots of actionable ideas to work on. Jeff's presentation of real example websites was invaluable in helping me visualize what was being said. It was also useful to look beyond traditional approaches to photography websites by refocusing on what clients and Google actually want to know and need. I highly recommend this course. So if you want to learn more about that training, simply head over to photobizx.com forward slash website course. And massive thanks to you, Robin, for taking the time to leave that review on the training. The second big shout out for this episode is a little different to the usual. It goes to Cindy Brown, who's based in the USA. She is a wedding photographer based in Atlanta, and she left her review via CastBox, which is a podcast app that she prefers to listen to the podcast on. And she left a very simple review. She said, such a brilliant idea. And that was in regards to an episode featuring Elena Blair, episode 319, on how to introduce profitable school portraits to any photography business. So yeah, a super simple message slash note slash testimonial that Cindy left inside the CastBox app that helps other photographers find and listen to the podcast. So I'm happy to give her a shout out and also add a link back to her website, just like I've done with Robin, who I mentioned earlier. And you too can have a link pointing back to your website to help you with your SEO using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for simply by leaving a review, an honest review, however or wherever you listen to the podcast. It could be in iTunes, it could be on Google, it could be via your podcast app. Just let me know you've left that review, let me know where to link to and the keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for and I'll be happy to add that shout out and link from the PhotoBizX website to help you with your SEO. Oh, and big thanks to you, Cindy, for taking the time to leave your short but sweet review for that interview with Elena Blair. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Alrighty, that is just about going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. If you were trying to get in touch with me last week, I was a little bit slow coming back to any messages or emails because I spent the week in Bright, which is a small town amongst the mountains of Victoria, one of the southern states in Australia. I was down there cycling for the week with a bunch of friends. There were about 20 of us and we had a fantastic time. The weather was great. There was a ton of climbing, a ton of riding. I think I racked up around 600 or so kilometers in the six days of riding. In addition to that, there was plenty of golf, lots of eating and drinking, a ton of laughs and a good time was had by everyone. So much so, in fact, that we've all booked for next year already, which is exactly what I like to do. I love to come back from one holiday knowing that I have another one, preferably two, already booked and on the calendar and uh, I can work towards those. It's so nice coming back, knowing that those holidays are there and on the calendar. Do you do the same thing with your holidays? Do you have multiple holidays booked on your calendar so that you come back from one and know that you have another one already on the books and coming up in the near future? I I just, yeah, that's the way I like to do things. 
Anyway, I hope you are safe, healthy, and well. I hope you're enjoying life. I hope business is going well. I'd love to hear your feedback on today's episode. And if you have any plans of introducing destination portrait photography, let me know where you would like to go to do those portraits. Will you be as adventurous as Helen is and heading off to other countries? Or would you just like to see more of your own country? Again, let me know in the comments. Let me know inside the members Facebook group or feel free to shoot me an email. It's andrew at photobizx.com. All right, have a fantastic week wherever you are. Stay safe, healthy and well, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 